back to One Shot, One Quill. Uh, yeah. I'm Spencer. I'm Ben. Spencer, you look uh, you look a little down and out today. Are you okay? I've, listen, I'm not the pretender that you are, because when we spent three months thinking mm-hmm. that we had hit record on the podcast, I'm yeah. supposed to act like we didn't. Ben, we recorded some of our best stuff. Well, we recorded some of our best stuff, and you know what? The studio audience gets to cherish that. That was just, there was gold in all of that. Well. And now we have to start from scratch, and we have to get a whole new list of items. I had to call Andy, who, you know, woke up in his, like, nightcap <laughs> with bleary-eyed three in the morning. <laughs> and I had, I had him spitball. This boy, he wasn't on his game. I just woke him up. You know, <sighs> so, so you'd think that as the... Uh, credited audio producer of this podcast you would have been on the ball you would have checked that maybe once maybe twice listen we got Uh, big for our britches and uh, you don't know it but on my side i hired an engineer to do this mm, shit for me and uh i'm just uh, craigslist never again never ever ever again missed connections this uh i thought i thought you were gonna record my podcast Mm. and then you set up a spirit halloween mannequin in the chair and then just ran off shame on me for not noticing the thing that I, I'm disappointed about the most is that we did lose the Jeremy Crawford episode where he told us both that he loved us and adopted us as his own sons <sighs> and that the podcast itself was the I legal just... document that proved that. And that he was, he said, you know, hey, when this airs, let me know. And like, you know, I'll, I'll cross tweet to promote it. And like, I'll make you guys like your own book. Like mm-hmm. we were going to get Haggle Rock in exchange for just airing the episode. And not just Haggle Rock, the Haggle Rock full compendium. We're not even going to get all the sponsorship I money know. that we that we were teed up for. I did, we had so many good Blue Apron ads. We had we had Wizards of the Coast, Wizards of the Midwest, Wizards yeah. of the South. Yes. Wizards uh-huh. of Wisconsin. Wizards of the Great White North. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And you know what? They all pulled out. Yeah, well, I shame on us for doing the uh, the ads first and getting paid second. Mm-hmm. They really should have hitting record third. I I refuse to be culpable for that one at this point. Ben, how does Spencer. this show work? Well, Spencer, I'm glad you asked because uh, most people have no idea at this point. What is it? Fifty episodes in? Uh, this is a show in which you and I take prompts and items from suggestions that we sometimes get from listeners and most of the time pull off the internet, uh, along with a monster from one of the many compendiums of monsters that we have, and we roll some dice, we make some nice, we mishmash them all together, and at the end we hope we have uh, a good brainstorm for a one-shot for people to use to come up with things on their own that doesn't involve us and doesn't involve the sponsors that have pulled out of the show at this point. At least we can be thankful that we have a bunch of practice for you doing that intro, and now it just comes out so smooth. Now, mm-hmm. do we have um, do we have some premises, Ben? I believe there's 21 to choose. Uh, yeah, we do have uh, some premises. I'll roll my 21 sided dice that I had specially ordered and crafted for me by Brennan Lee Mulligan on the show. God, that uh, was for episode 100. Don't remind me, man. Mm-hmm. Our best days are behind us. Yeah, it's really a downhill spiral for here, but that downhill spiral did roll us a five, so... 
Ben, lizard people are hiding in the depths of the swamp, raiding yeah, but villages. What's the, what's the prompt? No, I know, but get this. That's also the prompt. <laughs> oh, okay. In addition to today's headlines, uh, their camp is concealed by the thick plant life, and there are no safe trails to get there. So we've got a dangerous gang of lizards, lizard people, hiding in the depths of the swamp, raiding villages. Life imitates art. What about items? I think we got like a hundred of those still. Yeah, we got a uh, 39 on that first one. The belt of cat imprisonment. When laid on the ground, felines are compelled to sit in the center of it. Uh, and then there's and then there's a two-word sentence, as charm. <laughs> wait, wait a second. Pa- pause the podcast. Are lizards afraid of cats? Mm. Yeah, apparently, yes, according to Google. I think that's wise. I mean, I'm afraid of cats, so. Anything smaller than a cat should be afraid of cats. Mm-hmm. Cats are lizards' natural enemies, according to Google. I wonder if this belt would extend to not just a house cat, but like a giant cat. Ooh. Get like a like a big swamp panther, maybe. It's gotta, right? I mean, I think as yeah, long yeah. as it fits in the belt in I some think we, way. We sort of Chekhov's gun it a bit. Like we we have this innocuous item at the beginning of the adventure, and like we only see it contextualized with, I don't know, a tabaxi or the house, the stray cats running around town, but but when we have that vicious feline optional encounter at the end, this is your way around. Mm-hmm. What's another item? Well, Spencer, another item would probably be like some gauntlets or maybe a sword or. Um, I'm I actually mm-hmm. uh you you chuckle fuck meant for you to roll that d100 again. Oh, uh, sixty four for that. I had rolled it already, so I didn't know why you were asking. The omni dress can turn into any type of dress it can even imitate leather armor but not metal okay this is another one of our (laughs) classic bits we came up with me being confused why an item exists (laughs) well i mean i guess you could have it be leather armor most of the time and then if need be you could like do a little spin get a broadway quick change on there and uh it's quite handy for disguises i think this should basically count you know like towards a a big benefit on disguise spontaneously kind of losing your pursuers things like that the omni dress useful for a princess who's also a never nude if we're going for lizard men are there like i mean i'm thinking of the classic draconian conspiracy the shape changer right Mm -hmm. uh this this could benefit them for like tricking people right you know tricking the adventurers into thinking that like they're uh you know you know like one of them's like oh help sorry i'm a a villager in a halter top i i just imagined you know the lizard men raids um going up to a town and being like and the guards being like hey you look some lizard men they're coming here oh Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. <laughs> do do you need any help? Can I show you into the village? Maybe, uh, you know, if I can show you where all the gold is, we could get a little uh, familiar. Oh, you you bit off, bit out my neck. Good good night, cruel world. I'm dead. I should have seen that coming, but my eyes are woogered out of my skull. <laughs> I'm temporarily blind. <laughs> Uh, do we want a, when do we do the monster thing? Is that now? We do, is a, that mon- later? We do a monster right now. Okay. Well, 
Spencer, how would you feel about a bearded devil? A bearded devil? Don't mind if I do, quite frankly. That would be a medium fiend with a beard and a glaive. They're shock troops, fight shoulder to shoulder, reveling in the glory of battle. I feel like this would be a great leader for some lizardmen. You think? You think mm-hmm. he's uh, he's kind of like gotten tired of his domain over hell and rather than being the foot soldier, you know, like he just wants to control something else up here? Yeah, you know, devils live to conquer and slave and oppress. Yeah, this this guy's like a bit of a cult leader. He's like a minor warlord. Um, perfect. Also, perfect. Also, it's CR3. So if you're going for like a level one, level two adventure, this is a perfect enemy. Absolutely. Yeah. Same with the uh, the lizard folk. You know, the lizard folk, what we know about. They did say lizard men. But if we want to go by, you know, D&D's lizard folk, they're... Uh, I think they would be pretty inclined to follow a bearded devil if it could promise them, you know, a good a good source of food. Mm-hmm. And maybe the bearded devil knows how to, you know, kind of get them to use trickery and shit to their advantage rather than their kind of base hunter gathering techniques. Also, maybe the bearded devil has some great style tips. Exactly. Well, I think that's where the Omni dress comes in. You know, I think it's it's uh, definitely got a fashionista sort of bug to it. I'm sorry. Does the bearded devil have the Omni dress? Because I feel like that's oh, that's <laughs> you only find that kind of that wondrous item in one place. That's hell. That that is. Uh, but that's broaching on a bit of P.T. Barnum territory for me. We're getting a bit too close to uh, people I with think- beards can't wear dresses or they'll be evil. Well, no, I hang on now. Do you, do I think, you think you've got me mistaken here. I'm just saying that this uh, uh, we already agreed the Omni dress is a is a trickery sort of item. You know, mm-hmm. we can uh, wooga our way into the village. And I'm just saying <laughs> it seems like a Faustian bargain that this uh, uh, devil provided the lizard folk. So this guy has kind of coaxed the lizard folk out of their own territory and, and gotten them to start uh, attacking humanoid settlements, which bearded devil's all about because that's evil you know Mm -hmm. the lizard folk are just like happy to have food they don't really care about good and evil but they were content eating animals and uh, other wildlife in the swamps right up until this bearded devil suggests they go out and attack uh civilization right up until they learned about clothes yeah it's kind of a down it's a downward spiral from Mm -hmm. there that's what the bible taught me you teach an animal about clothes and suddenly it's being taken by the devil wait I'm sorry, I made I made that comparison, and now I'm just thinking, you know, some sort of swamp that you can get out of but not back into, uh, uh-huh. a bunch of people who don't understand clothes, they're literally being tempted by a devil. I mean, mm-hmm. this is legitimately just the Garden of Eden. Yeah, the lizard folk were living in absolute paradise, and then Lucifer here steps in and he tempts them with clothing. <laughs> Oh my God, you're right. We just did the Bible again. We did the Bible again. Uh, sorry, guys. We promised this wouldn't happen again, but... Sorry, guys. I know that we promised no more Judeo-Christian values, but here we are. We just can't get away from it. <laughs> so God himself dispatches the adventurers <laughs> to deal with his failed creation. <laughs> he said, sorry, I thought I could fucking trust him, uh, but I need you to go exterminate them. I need you to clear out my sweet, sweet lizard now, hut. Th- this is uh, taking some liberties. <laughs> I don't... Re- 
you don't remember the part where he he hires the other uh, yeah, humanoid yeah, exterminators and, to come kill Adam and Eve? That was in Paradise Lost when they you know expanded upon that story. I think it was John Milton. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, when he wrote Paradise Lost, the thing that everyone forgets is that the last couple chapters are God popping down and being like, hey, I'll give you what your level one. So maybe 20 gold a piece. If you go into the Garden of Eden and you kill Adam and Eve. He got very <laughs> humble. He kind of backed off of the whole I am your deity, you know, do as I say thing. And he had to kind of try and level with them on a currency they would understand, mm -hmm. which was money. And that currency is money and murder. The thought of God having to just like ask people to help him out. <laughs> so they're hired by God. They say, hey, we thought these lizard men could handle being in this great lizard man paradise. Just thought they could hang. <laughs> uh, but they have been infiltrated by a man with a snake for a beard and a dress for a dressed for success. In a and dress. because of that, uh, they all have to die uh, because fool them once. Shame on them. <laughs> and use this cat to do it we already have uh, a perfect story i i want to throw a silly idea out there um for this very serious i guess conversation we've got going another thought could be that potentially like druids like the emerald enclave or something hire the party's assistance maybe mm. uh because with the the lizard folk sort of shirking their their original role in the ecosystem in this swamp ah. they've thrown the natural uh balance out of order Right. So now you've got a, a an incentive to try and just get rid of this weird outside influence that's corrupting them. Try and spare them if you can, and we'll pay you extra or something like that. I really like that. But like I said, that was really dumb, though. That was like a joke. No, that was that was very good. But also, can one of the druids be Bahumit in disguise? We could definitely have Bahumit be one of these uh these druids. The Are you sure it's not Bahamut? I don't know how the hell it's pronounced. <laughs> I guess you. I guess you are not they, a Babylonian. This, that does make sense. This does not include a. It's uh, not include a uh, pronunciation guide. It's, yeah, it's true. It's Baja Blastmut. That I can get behind. So, do they get the belt of cat imprisonment at the beginning as like a? You know, we can only we can offer you this to aid in your quest. <laughs> it makes cats sit down because <laughs> I'm just sitting here wondering like what what other role does that. Do, are we going with the first idea, which is that it, you know, tries to help, like, neutralize an optional fight? <laughs> Maybe an alternate aspect is if you don't want to just murder the lizard men. Uh, if you don't want to just murder the lizard men, just uh, get a cleric to cast thaumaturgy. Get this cat to sit out there. They're scared of cats as their natural enemy. And uh, get the cat to scare him shitless about clothes or whatever the fuck. <laughs> good enough good enough that's uh that's an episode folks uh, sorry i'm just imagining uh these lizard men learning about clothes having their minds just blown and then they turn around and there's a little house cat and from off in the bushes there's a uh <laughs> there is a cleric and he he goes you don't want those clothes you'll die <laughs> <laughs> they're like fuck the does one guy's clothes were really cool but this cat says we'll die if we wear them well this has certainly been an episode this has been mm -hmm. one of the episodes of all time of one shot one quill who do we thank normally 
Uh, well, normally and most importantly, we thank Morgan the Bard who made our theme song Alatura del Goulier uh, on the album Lost in Time. It's a good banger of a song and you can listen to it for free because it's ben, creative I'm comments. upset. Ben, I'm sad now because we also lost the episode where Morgan's hologram came on a la Tupac. And I think that was a real good episode, but I do think it might have created some sort of like uh, metaphysical crisis, given that Morgan the Bard's ghost did come back to fight his hologram. Um, and I didn't even know that was possible. But I guess when you have two incorporeal beings, they can yeah, right, they'll kinda... hit each other. I also, in retrospect, it was fun to record. I think some of that's going to be lost in the audio, and especially the fact that uh, neither of us could speak Italian. Mm. <laughs> so they were just like, we could feel the emotion for sure, but like you kind of lose some of that when mm. when it's audio only. <laughs> Spencer, what else do we have to get through? I don't remember what else we do at the end of the podcast. I did. No, my I best. think this is it. I can hear the end credits approaching. Here they come.